Welcome everybody to the 30th episode of the ADV Podcasts. What an anniversary it is. Yes, we're going to be talking about scams. And we've it's got like your some, favorite topic ever. Quite a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. <laughs> uh, please excuse the caps. We both had, uh, what would you call it, pandemic haircut disasters. I think uh, a lot of people can relate to that. The problem is my wife did a great job the first time and then the second time just absolutely effed it up. So yeah. we're going to have to cover up these locks. My, my wife did a much better job the second time, but... Uh, the first the time end, was like it was just <laughs> the first i had to time. shave it all off anyway it was so bad so got a couple of weeks let it grow back a little bit yep. anyway that's that's besides the point uh let's get stuck in and let's talk about what's new before we do anything else so, sure what do we talk know, about and what's new and we stuff? talk about what's new when with regards to china you yeah. know news and things like that i'm just gonna bring something up here um <laughs> don't you just love this guy i he's like either my least favorite person or my most favorite person because he always delivers on content. Yes. Anyway, um, th- this international spokesperson for the CCP is always on the attack. He's like a little attack dog. He's always really very offensive. I, I actually would love to tell everyone. A lot of people have seen him on his tweets and stuff. He's very famous for his inflammatory tweets. Yeah. Which Twitter's blocked in China, by the way. Yeah. Um, Actually, he's a government agent in that they created this character because under the new leadership in China, they came up with this thing called Wolf Warrior Diplomacy, yeah. where instead of being like super indirect and complacent, like China usually was, yeah. now they go for the attack. So he's like their, like you said, attack dog. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, as you can see, what he says here is the Sino-British Joint Declaration on Hong Kong is a historical document that no longer has meaning. So basically, whenever someone calls uh, calls the CCP out and says, listen, you signed this document to say that you're going to leave Hong Kong alone for 50 years. You're not going to meddle with the government, with the laws, you know, and all that kind of thing. They're always like, oh, that's just, you know, a stupid document. But then when anybody kind of does anything that china doesn't like for instance when britain offers citizenship to hong kongers which has nothing to do with china no you know what i mean then they're like the uk is breaking the promise it made in the sino-british joint declaration so you know you're dealing with a very childish bully kind of a a government here and this is what they do they pick and choose the things Mm -hmm. that they like and then they reject the things they don't like -uh, you know they don't honor any i mean if you are working if you have your company set up in china you are rewarded by the government for breaking contract and taking that IP. You're rewarded by the government for actually actively uh, subverting foreign companies, yeah. taking the technology and using it for yourself. But if the other way has happened, it's like, no nah, way, what the heck? You can't do this to our Chinese companies. Now, I actually want to put uh, some, some personal uh, anecdotes in here. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go back to this. When it comes to contracts, there are several companies that I worked for in China, as you did too, universities mm-hmm. and stuff. And for me, it was training centers and you know, and so on. You would always sign a contract, okay? And the contract would guarantee you certain hours. Mm-hmm. It would guarantee you certain bonus pay. Guarantee you, for instance, not not any of my places, but they would guarantee like a plane ticket home or whatever, right? right? But also penalties if you come in late or you do this or that. And the next thing, there are penalties in the, in yeah. the, in yeah. the contracts as well. Every person that I know who's worked in China and signed a contract has always had the penalties enforced 100%. So, oh, you wanted to take sick leave. All right, we're just going to dock $100 off your yeah, yeah. off your paycheck if you want to take sick leave because you didn't give us like a month's notice or whatever. And then there it is in the in the Chinese contract, very often not in the English contract, but in the Chinese contract, there'll be something because you, you signed two. And you think, because you can't read the Chinese, you think it's just a translated copy. Anyway, the thing is, 
when they break their agreement and they force you to work extra hours or they they force you to make up time so this happens a lot say there's a public holiday and the public holiday is on a, a wednesday they will then make you work the the coming saturday to make up for that day yeah yeah okay they do that kind of thing but if you moan and complain about it nothing gets done no. and they just withhold your pay right so i've had every single contract that i signed in china broken by you know the chinese party mm. with no repercussions but if i ever tried to break any part of that i would have to face repercussions yep. you have the same experience identical i don't yeah. even need to tell my story it's like the university is they would make it feel lucky if they paid you yeah. on time yeah. or if they paid you like late you're like they're you're really lucky to receive this payment even though you've you haven't broken contract, come to work on time. Yeah. But they're very apt to completely disregard all the promises they had made in the English version. Yeah. And that's how it works. And that's why this meme that you just showed makes so much sense. It's just an yeah. embodiment. It, it is an embodiment. <laughs> it's part of part of the Chinese business culture. And as mm. a foreigner, you're always on the losing team, yeah. which is, uh, it's it's really freaking annoying. And they mm. will do things like withhold a month's pay always as mm. kind of like a, a guarantee, you know? Yeah. And only when yeah. you end your contract do you get that back. Sure. A lot of places I worked for, there'd be like three months worth of pay they would hold. Correct. And they would only give it back to you when your contract successfully ended. And even if you wanted to leave after the contract, they would use that as leverage to make you sign the next contract. You mm -hmm. know, things like that. It's mm -hmm. kind of, uh, it's very one-sided. It is. So uh, there is another thing that's kind of new that we wanted to talk about. We don't have a picture of it here, but it's about the UK universities. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can just uh, fill people in very quickly. Here. So there's this issue with uh, Chinese students they're in China, but they were going to UK universities, Yeah. right? So in order for them to not have to go back to the UK, they can mm -hmm. actually do distance learning because yeah. of the lockdowns and stuff over the internet. So they're using software, obviously, to convey their professor's lectures over video. Yeah. But in order to operate, because they're not in the UK now, right? No, the students in are in China. Yeah. In order to comply uh, with the Chinese government, they have to censor their material. And yes. like, so let's say if they're talking about Chinese history or something, they have to tell the Communist Party's version yeah. of that in order for them to uh, be able to do this distance learning with the British university. So we're talking about a British university yeah. that has a self-censor, which they didn't previously have to do. No. Because they're operating technically in China, which is, a, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, basically they, they are looking after their wallets because yeah. they know that if they say something during the lectures or they provide material that goes against the communist party through their distance learning program yeah that their university will simply be lose blocked. students i mean never mind that the, the actual service the yeah you yeah, know yeah. the distance learning right. service will just be blocked in china and they'll mm. lose all their students and their revenue right so again this is just another example of the world pandering to the ccp censorship needs yeah in, in you know to make a buck yeah and i really really wish that companies and institutions would just stop mm. because it's ridiculous. You know, we're allowing um, ourselves to be muzzled and censored around the world just because of money and greed. And it's disgusting. It's also really immoral from the perspective that a mm. huge outlet for Chinese people to change their mind and maybe be more open to ideas like democracy and freedom and yeah. actual equality yeah. is the opportunity to study abroad. So yeah. they're able to go to an American university or a British university and then actually talk to people from different backgrounds. Yeah. And then from there, actually go back to China and make some, maybe make some positive changes. And what you're doing is completely cutting off that potential. Well, right? this is something that the Chinese government um, is deathly scared of. Mm. And that's why you have things like the Confucius Institute, which recently has been trying to rebrand itself because right. it's gotten too much of a bad rap. Right. Um, 
they are there to keep an eye on the Chinese students abroad to stop them from picking up any bad habits from the West. You see, the whole idea of Chinese students going overseas to study from the Chinese government's point of view is they encourage it because they want a transfer of technology. That's the whole point. They want, you know, people to go and study something that China doesn't have the skill set or the knowledge of, then come back to China and then use that knowledge and all the technology that they've learned and all the learning, you know, to help build China up. But what they don't want is for people to bring back Western ideas of democracy import, right? or, I don't know, freedom of speech and mm -hmm. individualism and stuff. So that's why they have to have all these Chinese students associations, right. Confucius Institute. Right on foreign campuses and in the foreign sort of Chinese you know, communities mm. in order to keep track of and, uh, you know, monitor the students and quash out. I mean, I've had several interviews with people like this, but actually quash any dissent. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind terrifying of for the yeah. Chinese. No, it's, it's, it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. And especially with the new Hong Kong security law, mm. if you're seen kind of like uh, promoting Hong Kong freedom or something overseas, you can now then be tried when you return to China. Or even Hong Kong. Yeah, or Hong Kong. So. It's pretty terrifying. This is, uh, you know, guys, this new national security law in Hong Kong is a massive defeat for uh, the free world. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. And it's something we're going to dedicate an entire podcast to. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about it at length. No. But I've, I really have to say that uh, it breaks my heart to see this having been passed. And we're seeing um, Hong Kong be muted and shut down and a lot of people's lives and freedoms put in danger. I mean, you see all of the work and effort and dedication and blood that was shed in these protests to fight for freedom. And they got they successfully quashed the first bill. Yeah. And then they, a, a worse one was instituted. Once again, the Communist Party breaking its promises for the whole world to see. And so anyone who has any dealings with the Chinese government... You will be able to look at what's happened in Hong Kong as uh, an example of what's mm -hmm. coming to you. Mm -hmm. And don't think it's ever going to be any different for you just no. because you're Nike or NBA or whatever. You know, just uh, you may think you're big and powerful. A big corporation doesn't matter. Look, look what happened to Hong Kong. It's clear as day. Anyway, let's do some super chats before we sure. move on to our main thing. Sweet. Which, by the way, is quite lighthearted. It's going to be. It's, you guys are going to love it's, it. It's, it's, it's not going to be depressing. <laughs> Jonathan Lau. Hi, Winston and Matt. I hope all is well. I'd mm -hmm. like to know your thoughts on Joe Biden. Is he the lesser of evils or is he too friendly to China? Thanks. Um, I would say that I'm very concerned about his son's connections to China. Uh, that being said, I don't know enough. I know that he has hairy legs. <laughs> as far as I, yeah, when it comes to American politics, <laughs> Uh, Biden is the guy who sucks on people's fingers or whatever. I've seen, yeah. I've seen those pictures. I mean, we, we mostly watch it as like a clown yeah, show. It is. It's funny. Um, I can't have a, a I, of course I have my own opinions about it, but you know, it's like, it's, it's still early days for me to really be able to wade into that whole sure. mess. I think he needs to be more clear about his stance on China Yeah, and then we'll know. Yeah. Uh, Ultima MLC, who equals CCP equals China. Bad word. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. So. <laughs> Uh, Amon K, what do you guys think about a uh, U.S. banning TikTok? We're going to get into that in the next podcast mm -hmm. because we're waiting uh, for some actual le legislation to go through and the investigations. The only thing I want to say is, well, China bans everything from the West. So, sure. you know, but I guess it goes against the whole Western. Thing. It goes. It, that, that's the problem. So we're anyway, going yeah, we'll, to get into it. Well, we'll see. Don't worry. Uh, if they're breaking the law, they should be. Sure. We'll do one more before we get okay. in. Johnny sure. B. Uh, there is a huge scam in Arizona. The Chinese restaurants have Chinese servers, but everyone in the kitchen are of Mexican heritage. <laughs> That's not a scam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that is, that is pretty funny. Uh, okay. okay. Let's All right. Let's move fun. on to our major thing, which is a soft power hour. 
this is how China is there to change your mind. So, you know, yeah. soft power, basically. So I want to tell a little story. Yeah. I want you to, before you put it on the screen, can you scroll to a part where it actually shows a bracelet? Sure, sure. Let me see if I can find this. I'm looking for this bracelet. It's quite difficult to find this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Almost got it. I think you guys are going to love this. This this is hilarious. And you know this? Okay, okay. that's fine. All right, so let's go to that. Okay, if you guys look at this here, this is a bracelet. And let me explain something. This little dragon lion dude, his name is Pichio. Yeah. And P or you can say Pichu. Pichu. Um, yeah. He basically is like a, kind of a god of wealth. Yeah, kind so of gambling, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. So like basically the idea is that you want to get a Pichu that has an open mouth like this, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. its butthole is like plugged up so the money doesn't leave him. Sure. So the money enters and doesn't come out. That's literally actually the legend, right? Yeah. So this bracelet here has him. So it's going to attract wealth. It's going to attract um, whatever, like fortune, right? Yeah, yeah. Now... We were watching, I think we might have been going over one of our videos. Yeah, and an advert popped up. And it took it, our breath away. It was like, it was a, a Chinese, it looked like a, maybe a Malaysian, Malaysian Chinese, Chinese guy. Yeah. And he had a story about how his father and his mother um, were, no, what happened? His father lost his job and got... Oh, beaten up by police. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. He was in a car yeah. and he got pulled over. You might have seen this ad because it seems to be going everywhere. So basically, he's with his dad when he's 12 years old. He gets pulled over. The police, for no reason, beat up his dad and like crippled <laughs> his dad. Yeah. And so, you know, he has yeah. this whole sub story. But then we couldn't believe how ridiculous it was. Yes. So we watched the whole thing. It's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. So we looked up the bracelet and we found the same guy in a different ad. Right. But this time his story was his parents died in a car accident yeah, yeah. and he became an orphan right. and you know <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the exact same guy telling a completely different sob story so we yeah. we did some research and we were like this is ridiculous so it yeah. turns out they're trying to sell this bracelet yes. and it's this cheap ass looking crap thing you'd find on like a you know those those little, when people put out blankets on the side of the road in china yeah, and they have all yeah. those fake artifacts yeah, yeah, yeah. looks like something like that yeah so we look this up and we find out that they're trying to sell this bracelet to Westerners yeah. and say that it's going to cure all their bad fortune and bad luck. Yeah. I was so born we went in into the, the oh, actual media to yeah. actually find all their different commercials. Yeah. And we found the most chabado, beautiful, chinified like concept you've ever seen. Yeah. It, they write scripts for these people to read, but mm -hmm. they don't change the script for each person. Yeah. So I want to show you uh, some of the, some of the best ofs that we've yeah, we. Yeah, you bear with us, guys. We're going to be playing. We might get hit by copyright again, but yeah. we're going to play it anyway. We don't care because it's, it's just too, it's too, too good. Funny. So what we're going to do is we're going to play you some of these things, and we're going to stop every once in a while and talk about it. But please, please just watch this. Okay, are you ready for this? Because this is this is just ridiculous. All right, let's do it. Family, my house was underneath a bridge in the most depressing part of China. I worked as a garbage collector in the morning, car wash cleaner in the afternoon, and parking guard at night. One night on my way home from my job, a group of men robbed me and took all my money. When I arrived home, I came home to my father with a cookie. Then I sang him a happy birthday song. I worked as a garbage collector okay. in the morning. All right, guys. I, first sorry, off, sorry, first sorry. off, go back a little bit. Okay, all right. You want to talk about the cookie? I just, I'm failing to see how this has anything to do with the story. So the guy gets robbed, mm -hmm. but then he goes and gives a cookie to his dad, yeah. right? Yeah. So you give, he, why, why? What does this have to do with anything? It's a sub story. Think it's a sub story. Think about it in China. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So Yeah, no joke. Like, seriously. Because it's like, yeah. oh, I only have a cookie. Yeah, to give But in English, it makes absolutely no yeah, sense. Exactly. But it's supposed to make you feel sorry for the guy. Like, he's really down on his luck. Right. But, okay, I think we have to just juxtapose, 
juxtaposition this by playing the next clip so okay. you can see what the hell's going on here. So uh, let's. I took all my money. When I arrived home, I came home to my father with a cookie. Then I sang him a happy birthday song. I worked as a garbage collector in the morning, car wash cleaner in the afternoon, and parking guard at night. One night, on my way home from my job, a group of men robbed me and took away all my money. When I arrived home, I came home to my father with a cookie, and then I sang him a happy birthday song. <laughs> so, so like we we were editing this together, and we yeah. it took us so long because we can't yeah. stop laughing. Who's this guy? He's obviously supposed to be some kind of a feng shui master, but you know how does it go from you know Malaysian looking Chinese guy to sort of chubby Brit, you know, who also seems to have the same bad turn yeah. of fate that he has to get robbed and then bring a cookie and sing happy birthday to his father. Like, well, it gets even better. It gets even yeah, better. Yeah, it does. Okay, okay. should we, should we yeah, go? Yeah. One morning, I was doing my usual round of garbage collecting. My last stop was Master C's house. So I was emptying Master C's garbage bin when I found this wallet. I opened it and I saw so much money in it. It was like more than I've ever earned. Before I started to tempt myself in keeping the money, I quickly closed the wallet and knocked on the door of Master C's house. Noel was loved by many, and one of them was someone called Master Z. One morning, I was doing my usual round of garbage collecting, and my last stop was Master Z's house. So I was emptying Master Z's garbage bin when I found his wallet. I opened it up and I saw so much money in it. It was like more than it ever earned. Before I started to tempt myself with keeping the money, I quickly closed the wallet and knocked on the door of Master Z's house. Not all children. Have okay, so now that part I liked because this guy, he grew up in the most depressing part of China, yes. which, what does that even mean? But he lived under a bridge. I can think bridge. of a couple places. Uh, <laughs> but he lived under yeah. a bridge. Yeah. But he was a trash collector. Mm -hmm. And Master Xi, apparently, it was, it was his neighbor. Yes. And he found his wallet and gave it back to him, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll see that Master Xi will reward both of them. How is he simultaneously in the UK and in the most depressing Yeah, because apparently uh, Master Xi lives in the UK as well. And this garbage collector <laughs> wearing a suit, you know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Just, we've got to get back to this. Yeah. The kind and honest heart. That is why he gave me this precious gift. He gave me the Feng Shui Black Obsidian Wealth Bracelet. And he told me I was an 80th person who received this bracelet from him. And that 80 of 88 swore to be a living testament of how their life become abundant ever since they have this Black Obsidian. But not all children have a kind and honest heart. That is why he gave me this precious gift. He gave me the Feng Shui black obsidian bracelet. He told me that I was the 88th person who received the bracelet from him. And that 80 out of the 88 swore to be living testament of how their lives became abundant ever since they had this black obsidian wealth bracelet. I didn't expect the small little action would spark the turning point of my life. Yeah. So basically, I mean, you get the gist here. Um, <laughs> I was just shocked to see like white monkey stuff. Yeah, on like YouTube, it was so, on YouTube. Yeah, this is this is they've got their own YouTube uh, ad campaign, um, and yeah, 
this the, the whole gist of this basically is okay they get this this bracelet then suddenly they get a better job and wealth starts coming well, to them we have to show some of the other ones because the yeah. other stories are hilarious yes they, it's not just these two no um, there's lots it's not more. just these two so we, we should we play it through Let's let's play some of them through. Okay, here. do well, the child one. Remember the where his all his mistakes at school were funny. Oh yeah, that's right. Let's, let's <laughs> this is see. like the worst translation. Yeah, this I experienced a lot of failures. Yeah, okay, let's, let's <laughs> just do it. Okay, let's do it. Ever since they had this black obsidian wealth bracelet. When I graduated college, I never thought I'd be considered one of the richest people in Asia. I experienced a lot of failures that most people will consider funny. I failed in my primary school test twice. I failed in middle school three times, and for three years, I tried getting into universities and failed. I also tried to get into one of the United States Ivy League schools. All of them ended in rejection. When my attempts at good education all went nowhere, I went home and applied for jobs 30 times and still got rejected. I was on the verge of giving up until I came across an old man who told me about the idea of feng shui. I was mesmerized by what I heard from the old man. So I asked my parents if they knew something about it. They told me that feng shui is a pseudoscience originating from China. It claims to use... So this is a feature. I'm sorry, guys, yeah. we're not muting on accident. We just don't yeah, want feedback. Exactly. Um, this is a feature in every one of these. They keep calling it a what? Yeah, uh, pseudoscience. Because <laughs> they got it from Wikipedia. But, you know, the, the thing is, okay, first of all, I love the fact that this guy failed his primary school <laughs> test twice. Which primary school test? You know, it's... And it, who goes from failing primary school and middle school tests to trying to apply for an Ivy League university. Right. Of course you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You must be riding the short bus properly yeah. if you think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he said, it, uh, I had a series of failures which many people will find funny. <laughs> yeah. And I just realized they mean yo chu, yeah, like exactly. interesting or yeah. like, you know, it doesn't yeah. mean the same thing, but it's yeah. a mistranslation. Absolutely. But we're laughing at the, it. The pseudoscience thing, uh, there are a bunch of these adverts and as part of testimonials, um, they don't. They don't understand what pseudoscience means. They right. think it means it's a big word. Science, or it means it's real. Right. Because they, in a lot of these adverts, you'll see, they say, according to Wikipedia, feng shui <laughs> is a Chinese pseudoscience. They're like, well, that sounds like, badass. So they're putting it out there right. as if it's like really an accolade. It's a pseudoscience, guys. You know, so you got to take it seriously. Yes, we're gonna keep playing these. Yeah, let's just keep enjoy. Going. Energy forces to harmonize individuals with their surrounding environment. The art of feng shui is used to optimize abundance and prosperity of every kind. Wealth, health, relationships, and career success. Many famous people and companies in the world use feng shui too. A few days later, I came across the old man again and he handed me a beaded bracelet. I was surprised and a bit curious about the beaded bracelet. Even before asking, the master told me that it's called the feng shui black obsidian wealth bracelet. By combining the mythical creature, Pixiu, with the natural volcanic stone, Black Obsidian, it enhances the flow of positive energy greatly, especially in the area of wealth. The Pixiu helps attract the flow of positive energy and is also believed to attract wealth, while the Black Obsidian blocks and filters negative energies. In just a few days, I talked to some of my friends about an online business, and they agreed to assist me with the funding. Over the next four months, the site started attracting clients from other countries across the world. Within a year, 
my online business had already raised $4 million from one of our leading exporters and another $10 million from a Japanese client. Seeing how the bracelet helped me succeed, my friends decided to give it a try. One shared how it stopped her illness that wouldn't go away for months. Another finally passed the board exam after failing three times. Another friend told how he overcame depression and regained his self-confidence. Before he went his way, the old man taught me how to wear it. First, you need to wear the bracelet on your dominant hand, the hand you use to write. You also need to make sure that the head of the PCU is outward to draw energy from all directions. Before wearing it, you also need to remember to touch it frequently. This lets it know that you are the master and it should assist you. Do not allow others to touch it. If someone else touches it, cleanse it with water. Do not wear it while bathing because it is incompatible with dirty things. Other than the points mentioned, all you need to do is to wear it and let it do its magic. With the internet and social media, people are now becoming more aware of feng shui and how it helps people attract positive energies. Had I known about this suit, I could have helped a lot of people with my business. By just wearing the feng shui black obsidian bracelet, you can connect and balance its energy and start to enjoy life without worries or anxieties. You have nothing to lose except bad energy, negative thoughts, and misfortunes. Click on the link below and start. Right, okay, first of all, this, this so-called master can't even pronounce Pixiu. Yeah. Pixiu. Pixiu, dude. Well, um, they obviously went on Fiverr to like... The funny thing is, he was just an old man. He's like an old white yeah, guy. Yeah. But then, then now he's a master. Yeah. They didn't foreshadow that at all. No, no. It's ridiculous. I mean, this is basically a bracelet for losers, it seems. Because <laughs> like, you, you have to not be able to pass any test or do anything right How do right you fail primary life. school? I have no they said idea. In prim- I failed in primary <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we we got to cut to the chase. Um, we got a little more. Uh, yeah, no, we got more. But I mean, okay. can we tell them how much they sell this for? Well, I already oh, got you have it in it. Yeah. Okay, all right. We'll come Guys, to that. We'll come. We will come to it. But you've got to see. Okay, now the, the next one we're going to show you is the initial guy that we yeah. saw, the yeah. the Malaysian Chinese guy, um, who basically had the story about his father being beaten up by the police. Now, this is the same guy. We yeah. couldn't find the original one, although it was active. Yeah, you might actually see it if you watch yeah, the videos. Yeah. Yeah. But the initial guy, his father, they got pulled over for no reason. Father got beaten up by the police, got crippled. <laughs> but then he got this bracelet, right. and then he uh, earned enough money to take his dad to travel the world. Right. And so, that's a huge thing in China, by the way. Mm-hmm. They think that everyone has the same sentiments yeah. as Chinese people, but it's all about bringing your family out of poverty, which is a very Chinese sure. thing. So anyway, the same guy who took his father around the world because of the success of this bracelet, we have to hear his alternative story. You ready for that? Let's yes. Do it. To achieve more. When I was a little kid, my parents and I migrated to the US from China. A few weeks later, they died in a car crash. I was this Chinese kid who lived in an orphanage and all alone in a foreign country. I can't speak the language. I have this strong accent. I look different. I make money by guarding vehicles on parking lots and collecting garbage. I get bullied every day in school, every single day. One day I get picked on in school again. The bullies hit me on the head with a baseball bat and I went into a coma. I was unconscious in the hospital for two weeks. When I woke up, my caregiver gave me an odd looking bracelet 
and told me to take care of myself. Since then, life has been good. I seem to have grown internal power that the bullies no longer dare to bully me. A very good couple adopted me even though I was no longer very young and they started to take care of my living expenses. I got a scholarship for college and went on to get a high paying job. One day, my dad noticed the odd looking bracelet in my hand and asked me about it. I got curious too, so I began to do some research about the odd looking bracelet. I found out that it has something to do about the concept of feng shui. According to Wikipedia, feng shui is a pseudoscience originating from China. It claims to use energy forces to harmonize individuals with their surrounding environments. The art of feng shui is used to optimize abundance and prosperity of every kind, wealth, health, relationships, and career success. Many famous... Okay, now, I mean... I wish we could talk while we're watching this. It's yeah, so funny. You get feedback. But this guy, he got bullied, dude. Yeah, he did. Poor and guy. then he got hit on the head <laughs> and went into a coma. <laughs> this guy's got the worst luck dude. in the world. His parents die. Uh, you know what I find the most? Like, you guys might think we're insensitive, Court, because we're yeah. laughing at the story. Number one, it's obviously not true. We've seen yeah. his other fake tale. But number two, he's not even speaking with a Chinese accent. No. So stop claiming to be Chinese. Yeah, then. exactly. It's it goes along the same thing about like how to wear it and all that crap, you know, yeah. and how it suddenly brought him all this amazing, you know, right. luck and wealth. Um, anyway, you know, it's kind of ridiculous to be honest. And he said my dad noticed this odd-looking bra- bracelet, which yeah, maybe it's a stepdad, mm. okay. But in the previous one where his he took his dad around the world, it was the same line. My dad noticed this odd-looking bracelet. Sure. So my dad he, died yeah. at childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we have some more. Oh yeah, they got some white people. Oh, this is here's the white monkey ones. Yeah, yeah, this is really funny. This is great. You guys are gonna love this yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you ready for some more hard luck stories, guys? Because don't <laughs> worry. Here we go. Bad luck and misfortunes. Click on the shop now button to get yours and experience a more abundant life today. On the night my boyfriend broke up with me, I found a strange-looking bracelet on the floor just outside my house. Since then, my life has been good. Things just seemed to go my way ever since then. I was promoted to a high position in the company and had a new and better boyfriend who treats me like a queen. We are having the time of our lives as we travel around the world in business class flights and five-star hotel suites. Then one day, while touring the streets of Spain, I bumped into a stranger and found that my strange-looking bracelet was gone. I suspected that the stranger had intentionally stolen off my wrist but I could not do anything about it. In just a few weeks after that, my boss sacked me unfairly for a mistake that I did not make. Things got even worse two months later. My boyfriend cheated on me and we eventually broke up. I went from living the life of my dreams to a nightmare. All of these misfortunes sank me into a deep state of depression. I began to drink every day to drown my sorrows. When my mom scolded me for sobbing every day, I screamed at her and said some nasty things to her. Just days later, my mom had a major car accident and passed away. Tears began to roll down my cheeks as I remembered how nasty I had been to her just before she passed away. I snapped out of my depressed state. I made a promise to myself that I will turn all this bad luck around, whatever it takes. Trying to get my life back together, I began to start looking for a job again. I accidentally came across the idea of feng shui 
and I began to suspect that all of my bad luck could be due to having a bad energy flow around me. According to Wikipedia, feng shui is a pseudoscience originating from China. Dude, wow. that, how do they read that script in terrible English, right? Yeah, yeah. They read that and they don't question it. They're not cracking up. This is the most insane story so, I've ever heard in my life. So this this woman <laughs> has, again, like the worst luck ever. She finds a bracelet. Everything goes well. looking bracelet. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when she loses it, suddenly, like, she loses her job. Her boyfriend cheats on her with her best friend. <laughs> her and then her mom dies. <laughs> and it's like... Dude, okay. This is I just love this, it so much because this is what China, like Chinese comedy sick is gonna sell to Westerners. I know. This bracelet sounds like more than a curse than good luck, if you ask me. How about me. you just don't start with the bracelet? I'd rather yeah. have the little bit of bad luck where her boyfriend <laughs> broke up with her in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Now her freaking mom's dead. Everything. <laughs> because she well, lost yeah, it. Yeah, this this bracelet, like whoever's life it touches seems to destroy, you know? So yeah, yeah. so go to the old lady one. Yeah, okay, yeah. So <laughs> okay. So remember how he doubled up the script for the first two guys? Well, he did it again. Yeah, it's, this is really, really good. It's incompatible with dirty things. Don't wear it, you dirty. Yeah. <laughs> you dirty, dirty ass woman. Don't wear it. Okay. I got this crazy, okay, crazy right. old hag. All right, ready? Okay, let's go. You ready for this one? <laughs> Button to get yours and experience a more abundant life today. When I was 30, my mum gave me an odd looking bracelet and told me that it was for good luck. After that, life was good. I earned enough to fly around the world in business class and to stay in five-star hotel suites. Then, one day, while touring Italy with my boyfriend, I lost the odd-looking bracelet that my mum gave me. In just a few months, I was fired from my high-paying job, and no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't find any other employers that would hire me. Things got even worse five months later. My boyfriend broke up with me and ran off with my best friend. I went from living the life of my dreams to a nightmare. All these misfortunes sank me into a deep state of depression. I began to drink vodka every day to drown my sorrows. One day, I heard my mum crying in her bedroom and it broke my heart. I snapped out of my depressed state and made a promise to myself that I would turn all this bad luck around, whatever it took. Trying to get my life back together, I began to start looking for a job again. I accidentally came across the idea of Feng Shui, and I began to suspect that all my bad luck could be due to having a bad energy flow around me. My mother then asked me about the odd-looking bracelet, and we both concluded that the bracelet could be the thing that was giving me a good energy flow, till I lost it. According to Wikipedia, Feng Shui is a pseudoscience originating from China. It okay, so Feng Shui yeah. <laughs> is a pseudoscience it originating is. from China. She, she, I couldn't laugh as much as her. She was creepy, She's dude. Quite a creep, creepy lady. She's like a like a evil doll or something. Yeah, but <laughs> there's uh, we'll we'll cap this off by showing you some of the, some of the other ones. But when they got. Um, Oh yeah, that's another one that like failed at her job like a million times or something. Oh no, no that's no, her. Keep going. Her. Yeah. Just to make sure we didn't miss it. Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll play the beginning of hers and then we'll cap this off yeah. by uh, spoiling the broth and telling you exactly how much these cost. Yeah, let's do it. To get yours and experience a more abundant life today. 
Just a year ago, I was living the life of my dreams after a strange encounter with an old man in Hong Kong. He gave me this odd-looking bracelet and told me that it can help me with my feng shui. And at that time, I had no idea what he was talking about. But I wore the bracelet anyway because it kind of looked good on me. And since then, my life has been so, so good. I was offered a high-paying job through my friend and I was able to provide not me, but my family a good life as well. I bought my father his favourite sports car and I bought my mum a beautiful mansion by the sea. <laughs> so wait, you bought your mum a lighthouse is what you're saying? <laughs> you made her work in a lighthouse for like minimum wage. <laughs> Isn't that like a tourist attraction? Aren't they being bothered by all the tourists coming in to check it? Do they light the fires at night? They do. Yeah, they anyway, do. just continue. Absolutely loves it. Now here's what happened before my encounter with the old man from Hong Kong. My best friend, who is also my colleague, got into trouble for making a grave mistake that cost millions and millions of dollars. As I knew my best friend needed the job more than me, I helped her by taking up responsibility for her mistake. But as the mistake was too grave to be forgiven, I was unfortunately fired. My best friend thanked me for helping her and told me that she will someday repay me for my kindness. And after being fired, I decided, well, you know what, I'm going to travel to Hong Kong for some relaxing holiday. And while touring Hong Kong, I saw an old man being bullied on the streets and I quickly confronted the bullies and chased them away because how could I not? The old man thanked me for my help and then gave me this odd looking bracelet. Who bullies an I, old man in the street? And who who loses their job then goes for a relaxing holiday? <laughs> Some relaxing home. holiday. Yeah, exactly. She read the Chinglish script. She yeah. just pseudoscience. Well, she said that yeah, feng shui is a pseudoscience originating okay. from China. Okay, so skip ahead. Um, so yeah. when we went to their website, uh, you can go to the first slide, first picture yeah, slide. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm scan getting there, through I'm getting here. There, Sorry, there. we have a lot of these, but we don't yeah, need to watch them. It goes all on them. and on and on. Um, they're just hilarious, yeah. though. Where is this? Okay. So, oh, they keep claiming it's made in Hong Kong, by the way. Yeah, that it's a Hong Kong thing. Because like, this whole feng shui thing is massive in Hong Kong, right? Yeah, it's massive it's... everywhere in China, yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's another failure guy. Oh, Okay, yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, I'll keep going. I just want to get to the actual other Okay, guy. so you go to... Yeah, it was right there. Okay. If you go to the website, this is called the Buddha Power Store, and that's actually the company. Yeah, Buddha Power. So if you look at it, it says feng shui black obsidian bracelet. This is the one that we keep seeing uh, ads for running it's on It's usually our... 45 US dollars, but right now it's $19.95. Just, just for you. You yeah. know, this time for a limited time only. And mm -hmm. the more you buy, you get a little bit more uh, money but, off of yeah, it. Yeah, sure. So I had a suspicion. Yeah. And I was like... This is obviously super chinglish. This is definitely a Chinese scam company yeah, just yeah. because of how... It's like those drones you always see. Yeah. Man develops the most indestructible drone or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is definitely just like some cheap factory in China. Mm -hmm. And I bet I could buy buy it. Like yeah. at piece cost, right? Mm -hmm. For very cheap. So what I did was I just looked it up, right? Yeah. And it was very, very simple to find out that I can just go on Alibaba and it's the exact... Bracelet, yeah. Same. Well, is it gonna get there? You certainly uh, paste these slides. Bracelet. There we go. There she is. This is the Feng Shui <laughs> Black Obsidian Stone bracelet. Men and, and women's women unisex yeah. for a dollar sixty-four. Not only is this not a knockoff of that, this is the exact same it's the one. Same one on the website. This is where they're sourcing it. Yeah. So they put out this ad campaign, hoping that I guess no one would be smart enough to Google it. I don't know. I guess the target audience might not. 
Yeah, you probably watch that advert and you're like, uh, okay, I'll click this, sounds good. And it's like, oh, it's only $20, I'll give it a shot. Meanwhile, it's being sold online, direct to your door, with only 95 cents shipping for $1.64. Right, and that's, I mean, you could definitely get free samples too if you're going to make a bigger order. Probably, probably. So this Black Obsidian bracelet thing is hilarious. However, keep going, yeah. they uh, have more stuff in their shop. So and they also have adverts for these other things yes. too, by the way. Um, and all of them have powers, right? So this is obviously some enamel plastic looking but piece of I shit. I thought it was an odd looking bracelet that was given <laughs> by like an old feng shui master. Uh, no, it's Alibaba and there's like a million per day limit yeah. of production. Okay, so this is the other stuff you can Let's buy. Let's take a so, look at some of the prices here. <clears throat> look at all the ratings. They're all five stars. That's because they get the army of, you know, the Wumao that constantly attack us and stuff. Those same people get paid as bots, basically, to go... Well, not bots, real people. You're looking at evidence of Wumao. Yeah. They go on to, Wumau. like, product uh, sites, and they give good reviews or bad reviews. In yeah. fact, they're mm -hmm. often used to force um, foreign competitors out of China. I know somebody who set up a brand. He was selling, like, um, Bluetooth speakers, and mm -hmm. he actually got it developed. And he's, he's the one who <coughs> developed the specific style. Mm. And he was doing incredibly good business and then all of a sudden he just started to lose clients and then he went online he saw on all of his amazon and everything he got like zero stars like one star reviews on everything people were saying it's bad quality and so he lost customers meanwhile somebody who copied his exact same product was getting glowing reviews five stars on all of their reviews and the business was going to them and that's because they paid these kind of like click farms you know these Wumaos and stuff to go and do that. It's quite. It gets it gets yeah. super dicey in China with yeah. uh, Taobao, which is Chinese eBay. Yeah. They there's actual crime like surrounding it because they'll ruin someone's entire brand yeah. with like all these fake accounts and stuff, and then people will actually like hire real people to go mess them up because they they lose everything. Yeah, it was super annoying. Like I actually <laughs> I bought on Taobao. I bought a secondhand phone. Uh, secondhand cell phone. This is way back in the day. Bought a secondhand phone for a subscriber who'd come to visit me because he lost his phone and he didn't have a lot of money. Right. So I helped him because Tabas quick on delivery. It took it like two days. So I ordered a secondhand phone, and when it arrived, it was missing screws and it was in a bad shape. So I gave the guy like a bad rating, like a three out of five stars or something, because it was bad. And he actually phoned me and threatened me. Yeah, I got. Th yeah. I've gotten he, threatened. He said like, he said you better change your review. I'm like, why? It's a bad thing. He's like, yeah, well, I can send you the screws, then you change the review. I right. was like, uh, no. I was buying I was buying American shampoo, mm. and it, it was all exploded in the box, and he didn't wrap it properly at all. There's no bubble wrap or anything. Sure. In it. So I give a bad review. Calls you up. Calls you up. Yeah. Literally calls you up and is like, if you don't remove this, there's going to be consequences. Like, they threaten yeah. you. They sent body bags. Yeah. Remember sent, to somebody yeah. who gave a bad review? I remember that. Anyway, anyway so yeah. when you go on the website, what's your favorite item here? I think I like the green eye obsidian healing bracelet. Also $2. <laughs> yeah, but it says 25 US dollars here. So it's I, tough. Yeah, you know, ahead. all of this stuff just looks like tat to me. Well, it is. You have to understand, when you grow up in Africa, mm -hmm. you're inundated with like African beads and African sure. this and African that. And all looks very similar. Same when you go to like any any developing country. One of the main exports from a developing country is arts and crafts. Yeah. You know, and so you get used to this stuff. And I can't stand any of it, to be no. honest. I, I have one bracelet, which, as you can see, I don't wear because I'm not one of those guys. I know there are people out there who love trying to take on the identity of a culture they're involved in. Um, you know, like you'll see people in Africa, like white people wearing African stuff. And mm. you'll see like African people wearing well, you know, Native I, American I like to wear stuff kimonos. And, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just like there's there's that whole thing. It's a bit chintzy and cheesy to me. I don't like that whole idea. No. But my, my father-in-law gave me a very nice um, wooden sort of, uh, you know, prayer 
bracelet. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I don't wear it, but I keep it because sure. it's se- sentimental value and it looks nice and everything. But you know, yeah, it's if I have to look at this and give you my honest opinion, hmm, I really don't like any. I said all <laughs> shit. I was joking. Uh, the reason yeah. I pointed this out is a yeah. sacred Sri Yanta Organite chakra necklace. <laughs> that is the most expensive item. Yeah, right? forty five. Looking at forty five dollars. So I, I was like, you know what? This feng shui black obsidian bracelet is obviously the most popular. They keep promoting this. Yeah. Maybe this is like a one-off. Maybe they're actually manufacturing this chakra necklace because mm-hmm. it's more expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, well, funny enough, I went back on Alibaba and I've actually found every single item that they sell. This one's well, a bit more. Yeah, I mean, that's $12, $12 dude. But it's still it's, an amazing profit margin. Yeah, it's a huge profit margin. But okay. yeah, everything. I mean, everything is yeah. available for bulk order from a factory in China. And uh, I mean... I didn't want to make this video to say don't be duped because you're not going to be duped. It was just mostly about the entertainment value yeah. of these ads. Dude, don't play it out. Yeah. Another okay. One, there is one thing that I, I cannot stand, though, is that people that take this kind of job, how much, how much do you think they got paid to do this? The White Monkeys? Yeah. I would say 50 bucks, if that. I mean, I know that when I did a, uh, an advert once in China, um, and it was for Cognac, I don't know if I, t- I think I told the story, didn't I? Yeah. Anyway, it was ridiculous for those of you who don't know. Um, there used to be this kind of like talent agency, I suppose. Mm. And she had all the phone numbers of all the foreigners in Shenzhen, basically. And uh, what she would do is whenever there, an advert came around or a TV series, I was on a TV series as well. I played a bad guy who like nice. <coughs> gets defeated at playing pool by like the Chinese hero who comes in, which in real life would be true anyway because I really suck at pool. So yeah. it doesn't matter if some someone who doesn't even know how to play pool would beat me. But yeah, so I, I was in a TV series once um, and uh, they paid about 400 uh, renminbi an hour for that stuff. I got 300. Okay. Um, for a sunglasses then. And then uh, I, I did that stupid cognac one, which was just the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. Wearing like a flowing pirate, pirate shirt, shirt on, yeah, a, yeah. on a boat, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But yeah, um, so I guess they probably got a similar amount for these things. Probably. I mean, yeah. also, though, like the voiceovers, you know, that voiceover guy, mm-hmm. one of them, they actually just use a computer, by the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> They've got a computer voiceover on one of them. But uh, the voiceover guys, like, you can go on Fiverr and pay maybe 10, 15 bucks yeah, for someone to do a voiceover. True. But for someone to stand in front of the camera and, and read that and read a, a blatantly false story. Sure to try and dupe people into like a false sob story about your parents being right. killed and stuff. It takes no morals, <laughs> zero morals to be able to sit there and tell that story with a straight face like mm. that. If I ever see that chubby British guy in real life, I am going to give him so much crap. Well, I'm just going to ask him about his stories of when he was a trash collector <laughs> and how he pulled his family out of poverty. And mostly I want to know why a British person used the word cookie because nope. they certainly say biscuit in the UK. Yeah, I would say cookies too. Do they? Yeah, but I Do mean, they why... give them to their fathers? No, I don't know why he would give his father a cookie and uh, sing him happy, sing birthday. happy birthday. Yeah, after, after being collecting after trends. being mugged. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's first was... he's first mugged <laughs> and all his money's taken, and then he miraculously buys a cookie with no money. Yeah, I don't so understand. did yeah. he make it? Is it a mud cake? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like anyway, yeah. That's, uh, uh, anyway, so I yeah. thought that was hilarious. There's yeah. a lot more of these, and I was mostly surprised to see this in in Western internet. Yes, because it's very. This is stuff you'd see on Chinese internet. Yes, it's like. Uh, Black, uh, what was that? Ginger, ginger, ginger boss, ginger boss, ginger boss, black garlic salesman yeah, yeah. hiring a Russian to pretend like he's from England. Yes. That stuff you see all the time, but we saw this on you on our YouTube channel. Yeah. 
Yeah. So keep an eye out for this kind of stuff. It's hilarious. Well, I mean, th- they're trying to play to the, the sentimentality and the, to do this whole sob story. And they think, okay, we just need to get a white face to pretend to, sure. you know, have this sob, sob story in English. Yeah, an English speaker. And then people are just going to buy it because, you know, America loves its sub story and it's all about charity and, you know, sure. all that kind of stuff. So they, they know how to push the buttons, but their execution is terrible. Mm. It's terrible. So, yeah, it actually keep doesn't appeal to Western sensibilities, though, because it's always about this. I'm going to make my family rich mm. and Chinese people can't think past that because that's yeah. literally the most important thing. Oh, I need to make my family rich. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> apparently... According to these people, a lot of their family members die quite easily yeah. just because they lost the cursed bracelet. This could be a movie, dude. It really could, this cursed bracelet thing. I mean, like, you know, there was a time that I got duped into pretending to be an architect. Yeah. Where yeah. I went around we and I'm like, that, yeah. yeah, we talked about that. But I didn't go on on the TV and do a thing about how my family died and that this, <laughs> you know, all these bad things happen. And this, this, if you buy this bracelet now, it's going to change your life around, you know. And it, um, and you're reading from a script that tells you to be a nationality that you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. No, it's 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 ridiculous stuff. It's just crazy to see. It's this. fun though. It's yeah. very fun. I loved it. If you guys actually, I'm not even joking. If mm-hmm. you guys uh, come across anything similar to this, if you mm-hmm. see funny ads and stuff, send it over our way. Yeah, love I mean, to cover th- this is just we came across this literally like on Monday. Next time, let's let's take yeah. apart the drone. Yeah, the drone. The drone everywhere. is the same. That piece of crap. But I feel like if we chase it up, we'll learn a lot. Yeah, that's that's very <coughs> true. So, guys, uh, keep an eye out for this. See if you can spot uh, the other, you know, the the one Malaysian Chinese guy's other sub story about beating his father being beaten by the police because that one's actually quite entertaining. There's a lot of themes about bullying, death, yeah, and wealth. Yeah. And yeah. failure. Yes. A lot yes. of tests. I failed my pro- in primary school. Anyway, it's probably time for us to do super some super chats before we move on to our next <clears throat> segment. So what have we got? Cool. Hugo G, uh, your videos are sick. I've been watching for three to four years. Always been sick. Thanks, Hugo. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bud Yeti. Nice shirt. Same mine came the other day. Cheers from Alabama. Nice. They're actually alive again. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out for those. Uh, Der Edelpenner. All the best from Bavaria, Germany. Thank you. Danke mm-hmm. schön. He who shall not be named. Keep fighting the good fight, guys. Certainly will. Jonathan Case, how do you think President Kanye West will handle China? Seriously, just wanted to donate. Love you guys. (laughs) Thank you. Probably with dragon energy. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, Uh, Crap. Don't you hate when Yeah, I do. I do. There we go. go. Uh, The the Nintel. Beer Fund. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sludge Porpoise. Wow, thank you for your generous donation. Very clever clever name, but very generous. Thank Mm -hmm. you. MSP2505. Uh, C-Milk, how is your Hong Kong family under new law? Well, they're not happy about it. And I don't know if they want me talking about it, to be honest. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Yeah. How you been? How you been, bro? Uh, Dariush T, just some beer money. Stay awesome, guys. Appreciate that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do one more. David M, another $10 for beer, guys. You guys are going to make us turn us to alcoholics. I watched a recent video about you. I'm good with that. Okay. You're good with being an alcoholic. Well, with the beer drinking. Anyway. I'm totally fine with that too. I watched the recent videos about your decisions to leave China. Maybe Damon Affleck, Constance Wu, and Aquafina will be available for the movie roles. Cheers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a good. That's a good one. Excellent. Well, uh, okay. Cool. Time for us to go into Guanxi Corner, where we talk about anything relationships. You know, whether it's business, personal, romantic, <laughs> anything like that. So, what have we got for Guanxi Corner this week? <laughs> I'm gonna try to be polite, but I'm just gonna get mad reading this. Okay, go for it. But we can finally quash this, or squash this. Sure. Hey guys, howdy. I got a job in Chongqing for ESL. That's English teaching. English is a, English is a second, second language. language, yeah. But currently, China is not allowing foreigners to enter. Any idea on when China will open its borders again? 
Stop. Yes. <laughs> Number one, don't go to China to teach ESL. No, right don't. Now. It's very hot. It's people are getting snatched up right now. Yeah, there are. There's like arbitrary detentions and deportations right now. Yeah. China's pissed off at the West, especially Canada. Yeah. Right now. Number two, I just feel like the vibe towards you on the streets is not going to be super positive. Yeah. Not not compared to like when we were there. Yeah. Um, but if you must go, guess what? You can't, just like you said. Yeah, you can't. And we would never know when China will open its borders because there's not some like secret document that we get our hands on. Yeah, basically, we just you just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's I, not like they tell I us. I also would just straight. <clears throat> I just have to to say, okay, things were different when I went to China. Um, yeah, you know, I went there. The, this massive adventure, you know, basically <clears throat> presented itself, and I decided that's where I wanted to go. But now looking back, given the choice between going to mainland China or Taiwan, <laughs> definitely Taiwan. Why you, would you, why would you not? You'd be high if you. I mean, chose China. if you are interested in Chinese culture. If, I mean, if that's your whole thing, that you care about the the dragons and, and the temples and the feng shui and all this kind of stuff. And Black the Obsidian Fu, bracelets. Yes. Taiwan is where you actually get to see that stuff, you mm. know, because it was preserved. So you get a lot more Chinese culture. You also get the fact that the Internet's not blocked. You're yeah, not going to be arbitrarily uh, detained. You've got a great healthcare system. Um, all the pluses, all the positives, fast internet, like I said, uh, you can very easily use your driver's license from back home there. You know, you don't need to get a Chinese driver. There's all sorts of positives. Why would you not? I think, I think a lot of people mm -hmm. are, they compare Taiwan and China unfairly and unfairly similarly. Yeah. In that they think, oh, it's like a little bit different or something. But let me make an analogy fast. for you. Yeah. Would you ask me, should I teach ESL in North Korea or South Korea? Yeah. Because I'm not even joking. It's almost like what that what the reality is right now. Sure. You know, sure. with the, the danger of you disappearing, going to jail, mm -hmm. uh, pissing off a government official. Yes. China is very sensitive like North Korea. It may not seem like that because of the unfettered capitalism, but the actual government structure is very similar. Sure. So you wouldn't ask me, should I go to North Korea or South Korea? All I'm saying is that if you have an option, <clears throat> why not Taiwan? Why not South Korea? Why not Japan? Why not Japan? Why not Thailand. Thailand. It doesn't matter. There's all sorts of options for you uh, in that side of the world. Vietnam, a little um, dice here. Yeah, unless you are like 100%, your mind is set, you want <clears throat> to go to mainland China. I honestly wouldn't even plan it. Not no. right now. No. Um, you know, You're going to have just, to wait for change. Also, just the idea of being able to go there and, and live long term like we did at the, at the moment. It's just sure. not really an option. It's not feasible. Yeah, it's not feasible. And if you do, you're going to be living in, with paranoia and fear. Yeah. If, unless you're just like a very like middling English teacher, but if you get in a, if you want I, to have a hobby or like get out there, put yourself out there. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a threshold, dude. Yeah. No, that's the thing though. As a just an average Joe, you can go there and you probably avoid trouble. Mm -hmm. You could probably still have the time of your life, but I know that you could have a better time if you went to Taiwan. Yes. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You could I, have I a better time. Hundred percent agree with you. You know, or one or any one of the other countries. That I we actually mentioned. saw a little bit of. Uh, Mm -hmm. discourse in the in the chat here some yeah. people saying why would you go to taiwan when you can go to japan i like taiwan better than japan me too and i'll throw this out there to live not, not to live to, to visit yeah japan's amazing yes taiwan is more inclusive mm. uh J japan is still very much a homogenous society right yeah. you can be part of that society the government system's in place right mm -hmm. where you can become a japanese citizen you can participate i saw a white guy running for office in sure. some district of tokyo yeah at the same time, the culture is not as inclusive as Taiwan. Taiwanese people will treat you as one of their own. 
Yeah. They're really well. It's very warm. Well, from my point of view, anyway, uh, Taiwan still has a, a lot of the lawlessness of mainland China. Yeah, not the, the chub, dangerous kind. A lot of the chabador, yeah. you know, like, um, let's let's just use the rules as a guideline mm. rather than actually... But not in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> no, in a fun way. But yeah. it has all the perks of Japan. Mm. As in, you can get all the, the Japanese products. You yes. can go to the family mart and pick right. up a Strong Zero, for sure. instance. And, and you've got a lot of influence. So you've got a lot of Japanese food influence. And you've it's got a lot about of... half the price. Yeah, Japanese <laughs> cultural influence influences and uh, architectural influences and mm. stuff but then you also have the richness of real chinese traditional yeah uh, culture like mixed, kind of mixed culture. together so you get the best of both worlds in that situation just like previously hong kong was a fantastic mix of the west and china right. taiwan is a fantastic mix of japan and china, and china. mostly china yeah Whereas, you know, Japan is fantastic, but one of the main things is it's prohibitively expensive. It's very expensive. Taiwan is way cheaper. It's cheaper than China. It's, it's cheaper than China to rent in, in Taiwan, you know, and to get transport. People don't understand that the, the average salary in, in Taiwan is about four times higher than mainland China. So yeah. it's, you can and say cost, it's four times richer. Cost of living is lower, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, totally. Cool. So yeah. Cool. Let's, uh, let's move on to our worldview, shall we? Sure. So worldview, we talk about everything in the world. And specifically with regards to China. So we should probably just call it China China View. We with a bit of the world we'll involved. Never change. No, we won't. Okay, so this is just a funny little thing, okay, that uh, cropped up. High five. Mm-hmm. This is the Shenzhen. You can see at the top corner says Shenzhen, Shen, mm. Shenzhen City, like anti-drug bureau. And they've used... Uh, let me get us out of here. I lived... <clears> by the way, I lived next to the anti-drug bureau. Yeah, in, in Huizhou. In yeah. yeah. This basically says, don't do drugs. Yeah. Not basically. It's literally what it says. Yeah, it's what it says. Don't do drugs. Okay. But I think we can all notice that they have used the uh, logo or the (laughs) movie poster from a movie called Identity. So they actually just copied this random... I guess it's got John Cusack in it and stuff, so it's not like an unknown movie. I've never heard of it, but uh, they've used this movie poster from this movie called Identity, and that's the logo for the Don't Do Drugs thing in uh, Shenzhen. It's amazing. It's very fun. And the funny thing is, is that these are... when They didn't hire a third-party artist to do this. These are government in the CCP employees. Mm. A lot of it is... uh, What is it called when you get a job for no reason? Nepotism, right? Oh, dude, yeah. What? I'm just reading it's... It's hard to make out those characters, but see on the hand here? Yeah. I think that might be someone trying to claim that they did this artwork. It's hard, oh, that's it's hard hilarious. To tell. Yeah, it's yeah. Hard to tell. I can't see it's yeah. too small. Yeah. Anyway, um, you get these government offices, and every branch of the government will have a propaganda outfit. Yeah. And the propaganda outfit is meant to put ads out for its goals. Yeah. So the anti-drug uh, bureau basically puts out these posters. Uh, and it's funny, because you see the rich cities get a lot more funding. Yeah. But they still end up copying stuff. Like, yeah. they will copy for their own government propaganda. But if you go, like, in the countryside, where they often have the anti-drug... Because China is... Rural China has a big drug problem. Yeah, they've got anti-drug uh, protesters everywhere. Uh, yeah, the posters, I mean, right? posters. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's on the brain. But the... the, the uh, what's it called? The ones on the countryside are hilarious. They'll have, yeah. like, like PLA army guys, like, shooting people and, yeah. like, ghosts and skulls and, like, Yeah, like, the, pop, <laughs> the poppy flower's head is a skull. A skull, but it's, like, really poorly yeah. done. <laughs> My favorite still is the, the copper theft thing where the guy's, yeah. like, stealing copper and there's, like, a policeman... <laughs> Kicking him in the ass and shooting him with a gun at the it's same a, time. It's a cartoon. Yeah, we've, we've got, I've actually got footage of that, remember? From Instagram it. Yeah, we, I think you already we, have. Yeah, but maybe. Anyway, it's, yeah. the reason we brought this up is that even in the government departments in China, mm-hmm. they just can't make their own stuff. Well, it's so somebody lazy. got paid. Yeah. Like you were saying, nepotism. So it's like, okay, 
we need this poster and they'll be like yeah my my cousin can do it or my uncle or my son or whatever and so they're like okay we'll pay him like ten thousand rmb and then the guy just goes and copies this off the internet and like here we go done and they're like that looks good enough yeah. go for it oh i bring this up too often but it's a good refresher yeah people gotta understand how uh, dysfunctional the chinese government is you gotta understand you gotta understand China. how dysfunctional <laughs> yeah. china is yeah the reason is mm. nepotism is is like hugely toxic and bad and i'll tell you why yeah when you go to a city, a city will have like one official Communist Party of China translator, an English translator. Sure. The reason that they have them is that documents have to, it's mandated, have to be in Chinese mm. if they're a foreign document. So let's say you get your police report from your home country. Yeah. Criminal record check. You have to do that if you're going to get a work visa in China. Yeah. So what you have to do is you get your criminal record mm. check and you go and you wait in line for God knows how long in this bureaucratic nightmare places that never turn on the air conditioning. Yeah. You sit in this sweaty office until you meet the one person. So we're talking about, let's say, Huizhou, city of 5 million people. Yeah. There is one person that got this job, this yeah. iron rice bowl, secure till you die job. Yeah. She is about 25. The, it should be the most fluent person in the world. Sure. Her one job is to have the highest degree in English, should be able to communicate as well, and has to tr professionally translate documents. Yeah. There are hundreds of thousands of kids that go to school for English to study English to get a job like this, but she got that job. And guess what? When you bring your document to her, she can't speak a freaking word. Nope. She doesn't know a freaking word of English. But she stamps it off to say whether it's real. I actually have a very good example of this. You know, when I was applying for my work visa, which is what, back, way back in like 2012 or 2011 or whatever it was, um, part of that is I got all of my certifications uh, translated. So what you do first is you get them translated by a translation company. Mm -hmm. Then you take it into this yeah. government bureau where they like certify, okay, it's real. One of my documents was in Afrikaans, which is not English as we all know. <laughs> and I translated it myself. Okay, mm. so it's, it was an Afrikaans certificate for uh, whatever course I'd done. And I had the English, which I just translated myself. And I presented these to her and she looked very closely at the Afrikaans one and then at the Chinese one and stamped it. Yes, that is a correct translation from English to Chinese. There wasn't a single word of English on the <laughs> It was like, you know, come on. <laughs> the, the point is, like, it sucks for these kids that try to get these government jobs because yeah. they lose out to corruption. Yeah. So some uncle put her, some grandpa put her in, in office right there. Sure. She gets to have the job, not the kid that worked their asses off yeah. and speak fluent English. Exactly. And it's like that in every government department. I know. Unfortunately. It's, it's silly. It is silly. So, well, yeah. yeah, I guess uh, Guanxi Corner's over, so it's, I mean, sorry, Worldview is over, so it's time for Q&A, where we answer your questions and question your, you question our answers. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I like spicy. Yeah. Uh, Dion right. Chapman, do you think your partners will ever be able to return to China? Um, we wouldn't hmm. allow them to at the, the, in the current climate. I mean, that's a dicey question. Look, I don't it's, wanna... a, it's a tough thing. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I would never try to restrict my wife's freedom, and she's free to go uh, and visit uh, whenever she likes, but I would personally caution against it at this yeah, time i would say that as well yeah um and again it's hard to diana mm -hmm. we love you but it's hard to answer a question like that because we don't know what the future is going to hold and it's it's very difficult to know what the chinese government is thinking right. or you know what they're right. trying to do because it is it's not transparent it, it's a very hostile kind of a situation for people like us now and anyone and a lot actually, of people now yeah this this whole new hong kong bill has thrown things completely off kilter people because, are freaking out you know, you could be anyone who's, there's a photograph of you at a, a Hong Kong protest or something, and you could you try to go, go into now. mainland China and you could or be Hong arrested. Or Hong Kong. Yeah, or Hong Kong, yeah. It's terrible. It's effed up. 
everybody who's been supporting this national law and saying how it's good and Hong Kong's a part of China, all, all that, these people are basically Satan. Yeah. They do not understand what a blow this is to the, the free world. And just and how... Hong Kongers. You know, who cares if Hong Kong's a part of China or not? When you grow up in a society which... Hong Kong has been a separate entity from China since before anyone who's currently alive, mm. okay, uh, was born, basically, unless you're like 100 and something years old. I think that Master Xi bracelet. Yeah, yeah right. maybe. So you grow up in a society that allows freedom of speech, individualism, you know, expression, creativity, it's all this of kind life. of stuff. You know, you have unfettered access to the Western mm. world when it comes to the internet, trade, media. You can, you've got access to pornography, things like this, which you don't have in China. Right. So you grow up in this society. Whether your your society is part of China or not, it's different. And then when suddenly it's being taken away from you and you're told you're not allowed to say what you want, you're not allowed to view certain kinds of media, you know, you're not allowed to express yourself, you're not allowed to be creative, you cannot say anything that goes against the Communist Party of China. Of course it's going to piss you off. It's your entire existence and the way you grew up and your whole, like, vision of life is being taken away from you. your identity is being taken away from you it's it's as if the soviet union took over america because of some old document that was signed a long time ago and they suddenly say you're not allowed to wear uh, blue jeans anymore and you're not allowed to listen to rock music or, or country music you know all of a sudden of course you're going to get pissed off of course you're going to try your best to stop it and that's what's brought on all these riots and protests and you know all this kind of stuff that's gone on in hong kong is because people's very identity is being stripped away from them. You know, so for somebody to say, oh, yeah, well, so what? It's always been a part of China. You know, go screw yourself. You don't understand because the kind of people that usually are saying that are these arrogant Westerners that come from developed countries and have never had to deal with this kind of identity crisis. Like I did in South Africa, where the country was basically turned upside down and the way it is now compared to, you know, um, when I was growing up, how things changed so drastically and, you know, nepotism and crime and corruption just came in and destroyed the entire country. You have no idea what it's like to be in a situation where your stability is taken away from you and your identity is taken away from you because you're either Canadian or you're American or you're Australian or you're from some or other civilized, developed country where you know you can count on having that stable home to go back to. Mm -hmm. The people of Hong Kong who grew up in their country, which it was a separate country, are getting that taken away from them. And they can't go home anywhere, okay? Just like me. I can't go back to my country. I am, for all intents and purposes, a refugee. And I have been for the last uh, who knows how many years of my life, half of my life. So, you know, you go where you have to, but you don't have that stability. And that's what the Hong Kong people are facing now. And it's it takes someone who's been through that situation to understand them. So my final words on this is the people supporting this national security law, <clears throat> screw yourself, quite literally. You are, you're just fucking evil is what you are. You do not understand what you are supporting because you yourself have never been through it and you never will because you're a smug piece of shit from a developed country and you have this bullshit mindset because you grew up in a good situation. I, I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. And I would like to add mm -hmm. that it's so serious to be from a developed Western nation yeah. where you have enjoyed 
all of these benefits. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about benefits of being able to say whatever shit you want. Mm. I'm talking about benefits of having a, a fair judicial system, yeah. a good education system. Yeah. You always have food on your goddamn plate. Mm. You can rely on the fact that the law is on your side. Yeah. You can rely on the fact that if someone does you wrong, then you can have fair justice. And then all of a sudden you get to go to China where you lived this another privileged ass life where you're sitting there not understanding anything that's going on around you, but just saying, you know what? This is, this is good for these people. I get to have an opinion about these people in Hong Kong because I look around me and I think authoritarianism is totally fine. It's totally okay because it's much more convenient to have someone tell you what the fuck to believe in mm. and just shut up, make some money, drink your beer, eat your food, hang out with your friends and stuff. You don't have to care about the other stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that 7 million people in Hong Kong feel the same way. No. Because you are not them. No. You don't get to have an opinion about how they should live their life. Right? Just like I can't, I couldn't take a person that was pro-CCP in Hong Kong, like a Hong Konger. They're quite rare. Mm -hmm. But let's say I pluck him up there and I can't say, listen, I know better than you what's good for your future, right? Sure. But what I can do is support the Hong Kongers, the overwhelming majority that want their freedoms and oppose the national security law, if it's a de democratic society, they should have voted on that. Yeah. But it was imposed on them by a foreign government. <laughs> a foreign government imposed a law that yeah. strips away your entire identity. Yeah. And yet a Western person is telling you, you don't deserve that. Yeah. Is that not, I'm not gonna say racist, isn't that dehumanizing? I mean, you could make an analogy and say that, okay, if you're Canadian, all of a sudden America takes over Canada, you know, the government kind of passes a law that says that you're not allowed to criticize Trump. If you if you criticize Trump, you go to jail. All right. Or vice versa. If you're American and Canada takes over, you have a chance. But let's just say it does happen. <laughs> and they say, if you say anything bad about Trudeau, we're going to extradite you to Canada and you go to jail. It's the same kind of thing. Like, just imagine you as a Canadian suddenly get told that uh, a foreign government basically because you've always been part of the UK anyway, uh, the Queen now mandates that you're not allowed to get free health care in Canada anymore. You know, wouldn't you get upset about that? It's because your way of life and your stability and you, where you come from is being meddled with in such a way that's life changing, drastically life changing. Of course, you're going to be upset. You know, it's dumb. So all these people have always been a part of China. You could say the same about every bloody Western country used to be part of the UK. You know, I used to be from Africa. Yeah, I am from Africa. I'm saying my my <laughs> ancient ancestors, right? <laughs> yeah. So my recent ancestors. <laughs> you're, yeah, you get to win that one. Yeah, right? yeah. You're yeah. actually from Africa. I am from Africa. You know, <laughs> yeah, British, but yeah. Anyway, you get the point. So yes. what? Let's let's continue. Got I'm sorry. We, to get yeah, I'm sorry. We went. Too yeah. Long, right? Let's uh, let's hammer some of these. In the name of beer. Uh, yes. In the name of beer. In the name of beer. In the name of Cain. With all that has happened to you um, in China. Thank you for the donation. We've already answered that question. Yeah. Thank you very much, though. David11 came up with a new one. Winnie the diapers full of poo. Okay. <laughs> wow. As immature as that is, I got a chuckle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Christina Youngren, thank you as always. Thank you. Uh, case closed 93. Earlier, you have discussed marriages with white foreigners and Chinese citizens. Men, how their kids are viewed in China. I've heard African foreigners marrying Chinese. How are they seen? Not as favorably. Well, I mean, the Africans not as favor favorably. I'll be honest; they get picked on a lot. Yeah. But uh, you know, if usually if it's a, it's a light-skinned foreigner mm. marries a Chinese person, the kids get huge amounts of attention. Mm. Everybody loves them, but it's kind of weird because 
Chinese society, you know, they'll call it a huan shui or whatever, you know. Huan shui. Huan shui. Yeah, I'm like change. 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 Blood transfusion. You literally just said blood transfusion. Yeah, I know. They've also, they've also, they call them zhajong if it's like a gross looking one, which means a bastard, basically. But the thing is, um, they see them as a mixed blood, but then they they give the child a Chinese identity. It's like, this is a Chinese person, but a mixed blood, smart and, and good looking. I've seen that a lot. Right. I mean, but you're, it's it's very annoying. My friends who've got, uh, you know, you, you included, obviously, because you did it there too, who have like mixed children are just inundated by people, annoying them all mm-hmm. the time. Trying Not to as make... much of the girl. If you have a boy, it's a lot more. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. But they still call them our, I, they would always say this. They'd say, hun shui, like, oh, look at the mixed baby. Nikan hun shui, how piaoliang, how... How mainly, right? Yeah, yeah. But then they'll also say, "This is our Chinese baby. This is our China yeah, doll." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would literally say that yeah, in the same yeah. breath, just to make sure. Yeah. That my daughter. Oh, gotta, she's gotta claim she's, it. She's Chinese. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Claim it like the South China me. Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, uh, will you interview someone who is pro CCP, like Danny Haifeng, who goes on political YouTube uh, shows saying that there's only thirty thousand protesters in Hong Kong, 2019? I actually know this name, and I saw an interview with this guy. This guy's a psycho. Oh my. Gosh, it's like, you know, I know there's pro CCP shills out there, right? Of course. But at least some of them try to veil it with other content. So it's like, yeah, you kind of, you watch some of their other stuff. They're traveling around eating food or doing some other shit. But then they have their pro CCP content. I can't stand it myself, but it exists. This guy, Mm -hmm. this Danny Haifeng guy, I saw this interview and I feel like the interviewer just was, didn't know enough about China to contradict anything he said. Yeah. But it was literally like 11, 12 minutes of pure lies. Yeah. Like complete Why doesn't he just go live in China? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I have absolutely no idea. You know, you have to understand that if you're a pro an authoritarian government that you've lost. Yeah. Just straight away. Because look, I'm not pro any specific government. I'm not sitting here saying I'm pro this government or that sure. government. I'm, I'm pro a way of life. Yeah. You know, I care about people being able to live freely and enjoy life and have opportunities and, you know, be able to express themselves creatively and philosophically and and so on. And yeah, exactly. Be able to live their lives. I'm not pro a system that shuts you down and prevents you from watching certain media, prevents you from being able to express yourself, prevents you from being able to live the life that you want to live, you know, right. because, oh, no, it's not, not good. Well, someone like him, like Danny or whatever, and all the, actually don't even pinpoint him, anyone that yeah. does this kind of stuff. The irony is that what you're doing mm-hmm. is using a Western platform that's blocked in China because you're not allowed to use it in China. He's not in China, by the way. No, no, exactly. That's you're not allowed to use this platform in China to defend the government that blocked that service. I know, isn't Can it you dumb? see that logic? <laughs> That's something these guys don't ever seem to understand. You have, you can have an opinion because you're in the West. Go have your opinion on Billy Billy or something. Then. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Go over there, though. Yeah. Try it. Try, try it out. Um, Dragon Cat Overlord. <laughs> nice. Finally made it to one of these things at the start. Didn't have any questions for you. Thank um, you. But I'm glad to see you guys are doing Thank well. you so Thank much. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Tornado Brick. <laughs> that, that's a dangerous sound. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which Chinese politicians sound smart and which... Sound not so smart when talking Chinese. Uh, Li Keqiang sounds pretty smart. Xi Jinping doesn't sound smart. Though. He's got a very limited vocabulary from everything that I've heard. I think anyone who listens to the man speak, um, you know, will understand that. Yeah, and it, you know what's funny? Hmm. 
Chinese people say that, yeah. like behind closed doors. Obviously, but well, he's, you know, well, he's made fun of more than other leaders. That's okay because he's got a team of writers who write these like eloquent letters that he supposedly wrote to people in his youth or whatever. They keep unearthing, you know. Yeah. It's like incredibly well written, but it's certainly not something he wrote. <laughs> no, no. 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 <laughs> he's um, like a circle just... goes through the star. That's <laughs> kind of like you know. Yeah, anyway, sorry. He's the short bus guy that kept failing primary school. He, he got the phone. Shui bracelet he and, be, the... and he became Dude, the leader. His name's Master Xi. His name's Master Xi. Dude, we just figured it out. It's Master Xi. Oh yeah. my god, that's how he came into power from being a pig farmer. Because yeah. that story is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Smartest <laughs> lunar cop. Kings. Thank okay. you very much. Uh, Kelly Nguyen, Xin Chao from Vietnam. Oh, Xin Chao to you too. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Johnson. Imagine. <laughs> Hey guys, imagine cool enough in those blue mountains oh, with an extra out of silver bullets. You have no idea how what much is, I want to do that right now. What is the cost difference between Charlie and Taiwan versus Japan food, hotel, transportation? Oh, dude. Okay, so dude, I'll make some yeah. examples. Yeah, go for it. Um, if you want to go have a meal at a night market in Taiwan, because that's what you'll do, you'll probably spend between 5 and $10. Yeah. If you want to go to Japan, if you want to eat street food, but you want to get full, you'll probably pay 15 to 20 mm-hmm. um, A hotel in Taiwan will cost you between 40 and $50 for a nice one. A nice one, yeah. And in Japan, you're going to pay 100 to 150. Sure. And transportation, I would say transportation in Taiwan is a tenth of the cost of Japan. Yeah, yeah. it's really, it's really expensive. Also, Japan has all those really high, high swank, weird, you know, like specialty foods and stuff. And you don't know. You can't just walk into a place and sit down because you might get a, a hell of a shock. Like you might sure. go to a kaiseki yori place sure. or something where it's like six hundred dollars for a meal that couldn't even fill a mouse you know it's just <laughs> seriously it's one of those places i yeah. love japan but it's you know I love in, taiwan is much more of a relaxed you know yeah uh, you know kind of cheap and cheerful you can just go all out and they've got but it's all high you quality can, it is great you got like all you can eat and drink beer gardens and stuff in taiwan and it's just it's so much fun and i like that part of it so you can really relax when mm. you go there you don't need to worry about like is this bill gonna kill me you know japan that that's a real worry it I mean, is. If we're poor. Yeah. If you're like a millionaire, obviously you're yeah. not going to care. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, but... you, you go to an izakaya or something and you're getting a little bit drunk and you're like, yeah, I'll order a couple more of this, a couple more of that. And then the bill comes. You're like, oh. You can't God. accidentally do that in Taiwan. Is no, point. no, it's exactly. Yeah. Uh, shooter Down Under, I've been getting plenty of those ads under your videos. Really? That's hilarious. That's and good. Again, remind us if you find any other product like that with this kind of chinglish script, we would love to see more. Uh, yeah, yeah. Herb travel and video regarding feng shui. I highly recommend looking up the Hong Kong businessman, Peter Chan. He is currently serving a 12-year sentence for using feng shui to scam others, so much that he has used money to st- uh, he stole to buy private jets. That's, yeah. I guess feng shui is a... I mean, let's be honest. It's not real. Yeah, <laughs> it I mean, is fake. Well, I mean, there's, there's certain things to... And I wouldn't call it feng shui, but I'd call it more like uh, interior design or like design, which is more pleasing. Of course, sure. of course. it's just like photography and, and uh, art. You've got the, the rule of thirds is for a reason because it looks more pleasing to the eye. If, yeah, but it, feng shui is geomancy, dude. I understand that. But what I'm saying is you could get a so-called feng shui master who comes in and tells you to yeah, do this and this yeah, and this. Yeah. And then you look at it and you're like, wow. Mm. It's not about some ancient secret art. It's more about the guy who knows about aesthetics and he understands like the lights. My mother-in-law throws coins in the corner of my yeah, room. Yeah, that's, that's just bollocks. Right? That's just bollocks. But um, I don't know if it's the same guy, but recently in Hong Kong, there was a big spat because a feng shui master basically convinced an old woman like a billionaire to leave all of her assets to him in her will rather than her family. And I remember the family took this feng shui master to court and they eventually won. But it's that... They, they really do know how to con people. 
Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, to the Buddha Power Stone or whatever store, if you're looking for a sponsor, we'll rock those beads. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to buy some off to... They are going to hate us. <laughs> they probably are. Yeah, but to be fair, though, they just got a lot of press. Yeah. You know what's really annoying about that whole nonsense is it's literally just somebody finds some random product on Alibaba, makes a stupid ad campaign, yep. and overcharges the crap out of people. To be fair, though, I think it goes beyond that. I think the Alibaba is for people that want to start a similar scam business in the U.S., right? Or mm -hmm. different country. Yeah, yeah. This is a Chinese person that wrote all this marketing script. Yeah. They have the source directly from they the They probably get it way cheaper. Yeah. I mean, they oh do. yeah, that they piece do. cost would be like ten cents. Yeah, it'll be ten cents for them, not a dollar sixty-two or whatever. So. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, so sorry, JPN says these ads remind me of lit mobile chargers on oh, various yes. uh, zombie mobile shooters. Ad That's that like stupid um, that? solar-powered battery, mm. battery bank. Same same deal, dude. Total same bullshit. Deal. Same deal. We'll look into that one too. Yeah, same as that drone that you keep seeing that looks like a knockoff. Yeah, battery. the funny thing is, we know where all these products are made, like down to the area. Yeah. I've been to some of those factories. Right. In fact, those solar chargers, <laughs> I actually, yeah, no, I, I actually went to a factory where they make them because mm. I was looking at doing that and imported, a, sent a bunch to my parents and they all turned out to be faulty and crap. So yeah, usually that stuff. Yeah. Remember when I bought a hundred USB drives and they all did <laughs> not a single one. Not not one. one. <laughs> and I went through like 50 just to make yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're wood dealer. Guangdong man versus Florida man. I say, <laughs> yeah, the infamous Florida man. I don't know. Guangdong man might find a, a, a way to outsmart yeah, Florida no, man. Yeah, Guangdong man. Guangdong man is much smarter than Florida man. Yeah, for sure. And more ruthless. For those it's like of you. Burning <laughs> dogs alive and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't understand, I made a video where I compared every U.S. state to every Chinese province. Yeah. So he came up. Uh, yeah. Ultimate MLC. WTF, why are the CCP allowed to be part of the UN? That's a, a complicated story. It has a lot to do with Canada, believe it or yeah. not. You should yeah. definitely, if you Google that, you'll find the answer. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, good media about that. Brian Skinner. Now you guys have been in the USA a while. What's your thoughts on riding between China and USA? By the way, still love my Churchill. Oh, Thanks, Brian. Awesome, man. Can't believe you still have it. That's fantastic. Um, it's a different ball game. First of all, the bikes, of course, here are bigger and faster. The the roads are much more open, and uh, there's more freedom here, and people it's don't prettier. don't drive like crazy. I'll tell you one thing. It took me a long time to uh, adapt. Me too. Because you're riding on your bike here, and mm. you see a car coming up to an intersection, Dude. and you have a heart attack. It's PTSD, bro. Because you're going fast on a. You've got a, we've got big bikes here. Mm. Mine's like a 900 cc. Yours is 900 yeah. as well. You're going fast, and this car comes up, and you slam on brakes. You're like, "Why?" You know, but because you're expecting them to just pull out in front of you like they do in China, because they don't stop for no, bikes. No. But here, people stop, and they're like, "What's wrong with this guy?" They obviously see this bike coming down the road, and so they, "Whoa!" Dude, driveways like, are like, you know, like when <laughs> this is a, yeah. a a bad comparison. No disrespect to, to army personnel, but you know when they drive over an IUD or whatever. Yeah. IUD is that what's called? Yeah. Yeah. IUD. IUD. Yeah. Isn't that an inner uterine device? <laughs> Yeah, that is an interuterine device. <laughs> anyway, they drive IED over... IED is right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, okay. They don't drive over condoms or whatever the hell. Anyway. Still <laughs> destroys life either way. Well, it prevents it from happening. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're getting yeah. deep. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah. they drive over that yeah. and they get, obviously, it's a traumatic experience. And then they come back um, yeah. and they see a bag in the road and they actually have real PTSD. Sure, sure. A minor version of that is us because we have hit people or people have hit us, yeah. right? Mm -hmm by pulling out in front of us in China. And we've seen people's brains on the road. I've seen tons of death. I've seen splattered dead bodies mm -hmm. because people pull out in front of bikes in sure. China. So now 
the the plastic bag I'm referring to is like driveways in America to me because right. people pull out of their driveways and they stop for me every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm so no, scared. No, it takes takes forever. Uh, it's <laughs> don't drive over IUDs. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Oh man. Anyway, let's move anyway, on sorry, to the next sorry. one. That was a bit of a convoluted <laughs> kerfuffle. Usually you do that. that yeah, was my, that was me. Yeah. Elon Jacobson uh, just randomly stumbled across you guys. So glad I did. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay, awesome. Thank you. We got to do way more Chinese Chinglish white monkey job yeah. reviews. It's funny. <laughs> uh, big Mike, man. Gentlemen, what are uh, what do you think in regards of global mounting pressure on the CCP? It feels like we're at a boiling point. Your thoughts and insight will be great, will be great, would be greatly appreciated. Um, yeah. Too little, too late, really. It needs it needs to have started earlier, and we need more of it. Yeah. I mean, but it is happening. Yeah. But we, in, the momentum needs to continue. Absolutely. Right. You can't just let it fade away again and let things continue, you know, as per normal. The status quo needs to change so much that there is new there are new institutions in place. We we need to hold them to account. <laughs> just like when we started this with the, the foreign spokesperson saying, mm. you know, oh, don't you dare break this agreement. But at the same time, we're going to break this agreement when we want. We need There needs to be more tit for tat. And the Chinese government needs to be held accountable mm. more because... It seems like the West is so used to being held accountable for mistakes. So when the West makes a mistake, there's apologies and no, no. concessions and yeah. so on. But when China makes mistakes, nothing ever happens. Yeah, they get to continue. We get to operate like North Korea, but we're in the UN and not an international, like global superpower. The, what? The, the government condones all sorts of cheating when it comes to international trade and IP theft and all that. Not to mention human rights. And yet they're never called out on it. And no. vice it's, like, oh, it's, it's just, just their system over there. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. No, no, no it's, it needs to change. Uh, That's part of what we're doing here, Getsky, hopefully. Yeah. Getsky 1200. What's mm. the score of Miles? Uh, I think you mean Miles Guo. Yeah. Uh, the exiled rich guy holed up in a hotel. I mean, he's he's pretty funny. He's a good he's, antidote he's a, to the CCP. Guy. He's just a corrupt official who ran away and saving his own skin by, you know. Fair enough. But, yeah. like, you can't criticize someone's... Um, agenda if it's a correct agenda that's a correct right? agenda but i mean he's just saving his own skin because he is well you know let's be fair we, we, we don't know all the details i can't we, have an informed opinion on i i, I can <laughs> but <laughs> what i'm trying to say here is um when i was in south africa i met a policeman once and he told me um in order to catch black devils you need white devils mm -hmm. so basically it means you know to catch a thief you have to have the same mentality so you kind of need to be a criminal to catch a criminal and it's the same here in order to understand the corruption and the way the ccp sure. works you need yourself to be right. one of those corrupt ccp to be people. fair though like so if, you're, if you're in china mm -hmm. and you rise to the ranks that's life you have you to can't be. be an angel no no i mean that's literally what you have to be it's all about guanxi and bribes and crap so you have to be a part of all of that so that's what i'm saying is he's a, he's a good source of knowledge because yeah he knows what it is because he's one of them right so yeah uh baby vaso have you two ever gone by your chinese given names mm. um what do you mean by go by i mean in china a lot of people called me mashu yeah because um, look when you get a chinese driver's license what's up bro yeah anyway um the, the only the thing you have to do is uh get your name translated into chinese and it then becomes your official chinese name yep so, yeah so yeah yeah like whenever you have an encounter with the police with your driver's license and stuff mm -hmm. etc yeah of course yeah Besides the close call in Hong Kong, uh, I can't recall you two ever mentioning it. What's your name, sir? But we will not give up our names. <laughs> it's very easy. Mine's, my Chinese name is Winston Duan. Yeah. Because Winston in English. So they just did like a phonetic uh, translation for it. So Winston Duan. 
this guy is, is relentless yeah, hanging yeah. out in this like construction tunnel yeah. uh Shaq... by the way this footage we use in the background for those of you who think that we're out of date or something this was taken uh yesterday two days ago yes because how we know that's yeah we still have friends obviously sending us new footage in from china so mm. expect to see up-to-date street scenes and things in our podcasts and and whatnot you know absolutely mm. Shaq sitar very very generous Thank you. Wow. Hey, guys. I've been binge watching all your videos the past couple of days. Awesome stream. Once again, take care of yourselves and best of luck with everything. Thank, Thank you. Shaq. Thank you very much. Mm. That was a slam dunk of a donation. Ivan <laughs> <laughs> Pan. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to catch a live stream for once. Hope you guys are doing well. Do you know about the whole international student thing in the U.S. recently? They might face deportation if their school goes online only due to a new policy. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm going to have to look into that. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. I'm sorry that we couldn't answer. No, we'll look into Definitely that. We'll look into it, though. Mm -hmm. uh, Santi, what country is good to bum around for vacation on a motorcycle in Asia? Would Taiwan be a good choice? I would say yes. the only choice. Well, no. I mean, you could, you could Thailand. That's too dangerous. What do you mean? Like, what? Like, traffic? Yeah. Dude, I wouldn't... Like, let's think about this. You've never no, gone to Asia. he said bum around. Okay. Okay. First of all, Thailand... Is if you got to like, a higher if you got to like call, no China. if you got to like call Samoa or something just that sure. island sure first of all it's all about the party atmosphere the entire country is built on tourism sure. so you go to a place like call Samoa you get on your bike you ride you literally drive from a little drinking hole area town part to another there's beach parties all this crap you can rent a bike or a scooter for like nothing like. Your entire vacation, you'll spend like $50 on sure. scooter rental or, or bike rental. And you can cruise around and explore and do whatever the hell you want. And things are cheap and you can have a great bumming around. Beautiful beaches, that kind of thing. So I think Thailand's it's much more dangerous, though. Well, it's like, much more. It's that's, almost I, twice the death rate as China. I know, I know. Yeah, for, for, yeah. yes. But what, what the thing is, is like when you um, read the tour books and the guidebooks, they're like, <laughs> make sure you wear a helmet. There are more road fatalities, etc., etc., and of course it's because everyone's drunk. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, in those areas. And they drive like crazy. Yeah, like okay. the reason I picked Taiwan is it's cheap. Yeah. I consider it more beautiful of a country than Thailand in terms sure. of diversity. It doesn't have the nice beaches. Can they nice? Yeah, it's nice, but sure. you cannot compare to those no, like, no, white no. sand I understand. I understand. Thai beaches. Um, okay, so you say Thailand, I say Taiwan. I mean, I agree, I agree with Taiwan. I love Taiwan. Mm. I personally would go to Taiwan, but if you want to bum around... It's better riding. The thing is, Taiwan's not a bum around place. You can bum um, around. No, you can't. What are you talking about? You can't bum around. You still have to pay reasonable prices for everything. Yeah. Whereas if you go to Thailand, you're sure. cheap as chips. So if you're a backpacker or something like that, that's what I get by bum around. Oh, okay. And Thailand's way gotcha. better because you can go sell your beads or whatever to earn your money. You know, that's what they're Black seeing. obsidian <laughs> power bracelet. Get yeah, it right. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay, whatever. Sorry. Agree to disagree. Uh, Taiwan's great. Toe to rescue. To the rescue. <laughs> Even with silver civil service, there are ways nepotism and cronyism creeps up in New York State and local government jobs, thankfully not to the extent it happens in China. Thanks for recognizing that, as we've mm. never claimed that other governments are not corrupt. Yeah. They are. If there's corruption in every I think form people of people misun misunderstand what we say. It's about the extent that yeah. it exists. Yeah. When the entire system is built on that, it's different. Yeah. It's right? systemic. Yeah. Systemic nepotism. Brian, uh, you two, uh, you guys are doing good work. It'll probably be worse before it's unbearable, and changes is the only solution. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Funbot, uh, what do you think of He Who Shall Not Be Named, new Hong Kong video? We would never watch. Never watch that nonsense. <laughs> Roman Gaubin. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Well, wow. Thank you very much. Nice. Welcome to China. <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> message. That's A lot of Chinese people will say that where they, they basically are saying, 
um, you know, come and visit China. Mm-hmm. That's they say welcome to China, and you're like, but yeah, I'm not yeah, there, yeah. or you know, I'm already there. Or I'm yeah. already there. It's but they, they, it's it's a nice sentiment. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, I mate, can't wait you. to go back to Taiwan. Yeah, um, Heath Runyon. Are you saying Taiwan? <laughs> don't, don't you dare! Uh, <laughs> Republic Runyon. of China. Beer money, clink, clink. Uh, Thank you, Fan Pan. I was, by the way, I was saying Taiwan is a real China. Okay, all right, yeah, please. Of course, you know. You know. <laughs> um, Fan Pan, it's so nice seeing you guys so passionate about Hong Kong. I'm from Shenzhen, and Hong Kong holds a special yeah. place in my heart. Yeah. It broke my heart to see the evil law getting passed. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the side of good. Yeah. Dustin Pearson, what's up, my man? Hey guys, uh, thank you for bringing me the best entertainment this month. Good. Glad you're well. Uh, Africa B. Strong and the China Relationship Robots. Hilariously delightful. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Africa B. Be strong. strong. Remember that? The propaganda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the while best. they were doing the, the racist stuff in Guangzhou. Yeah. yeah. And okay, Spot says, okay. TikTok's al- algorithm is pushing... Oh, by the way, that means you too. Like, keep it up. TikTok's algorithm is pushing Doge, uh, Dogecoin. Favorite. Dogecoin? No, it's Dogecoin. Oh, is Doge. it? You know the Doge the dog? Oh, right. It's like right. a trash coin. It's fake. Okay. Uh, any chance this China is using Dogecoin to support their current debt problems? That would be very interesting. I think <laughs> they've been trying to make their own cryptocurrency in order to yeah, do that. Yeah, it's not yeah. Dogecoin. No. I mean, look, come on. We, they just found out a huge amount of China's gold reserves are fake. Yeah. So... Can't put, anything, can't put anything past them, yeah. yeah. At least 4%, yeah, right. Flip, flip, mm. probst. Uh, mm. Yeah, that Danny guy sucks. Saw him on the Jimmy Dore show. Is that where you saw him? Yeah, if you guys look up uh, Jimmy don't, Dore. Don't even... Don't, 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 don't you'll don't get super mad. Yeah. You'll just get super mad. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Clunis, don't tread on me, snake. Thank, I will not step on snakes, <laughs> I promise. Thank you for speaking the truth. Uh, best wishes to you and your family. Thank you, yeah. Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, shooter down under. This is a joke going around in Australia. China is so mad at Australia that they're threatening to stop buying our politicians. <laughs> it seems like they are, though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. good. Stacy Kret, thank you. No, thank you, Stacy. Yeah. Uh, End times, man. Thank you very much. And sick lid, very much appreciated. Wow, guys, it's been a join a the U.S. Army. One. Sorry, join the U.S. Army. Great benefits and fight communism. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like, I'm not a citizen, so I can't. Sure. I'm getting a little long in the tooth. You know. You're never brain. too old. Never too old. Oh, I appreciate you. Really, you do get too old. Yeah, you do. But you I actually do appreciate everyone, and I want to say thank you to everyone in that serves my country in the army. And it's, uh, I've met a lot of I've met a, a lot of military people. You know, a lot of my friends went to the army. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I respect thing. the attitude, and I like that. That's one thing I've always liked about the American military personnel is they've got a fantastic mm. attitude. I agree. You know. Yeah. So the people I meet, they're very stoic, but they're also very friendly and respectable. They just have a good, good discipline and good yeah. attitude. It's really good. It's good like to it. see. Good yeah. soldier attitude. Oh, China mm. Uncle Mikey and Vera, we love you guys too. Yeah. Um, they are China-based YouTubers. Check yeah. them out. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Dan Ferentz, more beer money. I haven't seen you in a while, Dan. Brilliant. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this rather interesting roller coaster of an I episode. I hope you guys had fun. We certainly yeah. did. Yeah, especially with that stupid obsidian bracelet. Guys, please don't ever fall for that kind of nonsense. I don't think you have to give that advice. Yeah. Probably. It's not. up to them. Yeah. I mean, feel free to go buy one. But buy, it, <laughs> buy it from Alibaba for $1.62. Yeah, do, don't yeah. don't buy, buy 25 Buy it in mass from Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> and then the company will be like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for watching, guys. We will catch you. Please join me tomorrow for Serpent's Day. I'm actually going to have a, a live stream on my channel. And mm. it's going to be... Basically a Q&A about how I left China, why I left mm-hmm. China, and I'm open to all questions. So please join me tomorrow. And buy this shirt. I'll put a link. 
<laughs> yep. You played and, yourself. Yeah, well, sure. totally. Uh, and we'll see you, don't forget, on Monday for ADV China, the Motorcycle Adventure Channel. Then Tuesday for Worthless Whips, the car thing. Wednesday, Lao 86. Thursday, this thing. Friday, my channel. Yes, I think we're stretching ourselves rather thin, but it's fun and we enjoy it and we can't wait Just to see it. Just turn it up. <laughs> <laughs>